0: The Bible is a book about Jesus. In fact, it would be impossible to turn to any book of the Bible and not see Jesus. And while you may believe this statement, you may not know exactly why. To help us see why this statement is true, we're going to look at the offices or roles of Christ, that is, Jesus' threefold work of salvation that permeates through all of the Bible. In order to do so, we need to take a deeper look at what it means for Jesus to be called Christ. In Luke 2, 25-26, we are told that there is a righteous man named Simeon who has waited for a very long time to see the consolation or rescue of Israel. He has apparently waited for so long that having now seen Jesus, he can die in peace. What is most interesting, however, is not that this man couldn't die until he saw Jesus, but how the passage speaks of Jesus. In verse 26, we are told that Jesus is the Lord's Christ and later in verse 30, that Jesus is the Lord's salvation. What the Bible is revealing to us is that God's rescue of his people, their salvation, has now arrived in the form of God's Christ, meaning his anointed one. The reason this is so significant is because the Old Testament reveals to us that there were three major offices amongst God's people, Israel. They were prophet, priest, and king. And each of these distinct roles was undertaken by a man who was anointed, or divinely conferred, to take up this role in service to God. As prophets, these men were responsible for speaking God's message to God's people. As priests, these men were responsible for offering the sacrifices and the prayers of God's people. And as kings, these men were responsible for ruling over God's people on God's behalf. These offices were taken up by many decent, well-to-do men, and still others who forsook their God. And yet, each was imperfect and sinful in his own way. And so, while many did that which pleased God, they all served as a foreshadow and created within God's people a longing for a better prophet, a better priest, and a better king that was to come, the one Simeon was waiting for, the perfectly anointed one, the Lord's Christ Jesus. It is through Jesus Christ that God's redemptive plan is worked out by way of Jesus' perfect execution of his threefold office of prophet, priest, and king. As prophet, Jesus spoke God's fullest revelation regarding the salvation of our souls. Jesus came preaching and teaching a message of the grace of God through the faith of his children. Most famously, Jesus declared in John three sixteen through 18 For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. Jesus spoke not merely of the good news of God's saving grace, but the way in which one might receive it. And most seriously, what would happen to those who disbelieve? the prophet Jesus is not merely communicating authoritative things about God. He is the divine revelation of God to his people. As priest, Jesus serves as the perfect mediator between God and man. In the Old Testament, the high priest was all that stood in the gap between a perfect, holy, and just God and a fallen, sinful people. And yet, the nature of this role was that of repetition, encyclical sacrifices at the temple to make atonement for the sins of God's people. But Hebrews 9, 11-12 speaks of Jesus' sacrifice in this way, But when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come, then through the greater and more perfect temple, he entered once for all into the holy places, not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. Jesus is the perfect mediator because he eternally upholds his priestly role between God and those who draw near to God through him. And even now, he sits at the right hand of the Father interceding for his church. As king, Jesus is not merely a good leader. He is not merely directing us to live unto God. Without doubt, he is and is doing both of those things. But King Jesus' majesty is displayed by way of his edict that sin and death shall have dominion no more over his church, and instead that it is he, King Jesus, who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and Lord of lords and that a day is coming when every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. As we reflect upon these divine truths, we are left knowing that it is because of Jesus that we have heard and seen the one true living God. It is because of Jesus that we have been ushered into the presence of our holy God and entered into his glory. And it is because of Jesus that we can stand against our enemies, knowing that he sits mightily upon his throne forever and ever.